0: Hello, beloved, and welcome back to our final chapter on the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 31 study. This is Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. Thank you for tuning in. This is season 15, episode 159. If you would like to know the song that's playing right now, it's called Floating, Floating by August Williamson. I think that's how you pronounce his second name, but beloved. Oh my gosh. I just, I remember the day God spoke to me and said, son, I want you to study the book of Proverbs. I want you to go through the whole book. And I was like, wow. I mean, immediately I knew the kind of place of humility. I mean, I've said this before, the kind of place, the the, the place of humility God was going to really put me in as much as he loves to do that. Right um this has been such oh my gosh it's just it's this this has been so awesome i love this just simple verses and i just give a little thought tie it with another scripture dive into some hebrew and then we go on to the next verse the verse of the day here on Movius Ministries is Luke 8, 16. And Jesus says, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar and puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. It's beautiful, showing that we are the light of the world As that is Christ shining through us, um, that is just such a beautiful thing. And um, that is so humbling to see that Jesus wants to uh, use us in that way and reach those that are lost. Here on Movius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you to grow in your intimacy with the Lord, and to encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons. If you are a Spotify listener, there is a question posted below. You can answer if uh, if you have a smartphone and uh, about this uh, study on our final chapter on the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> if you would like, you can rate uh, and review my show here on Spotify or Apple Podcast or whatever platform you're listening on. If you would like to hear what God is saying over your life right now, you can email me at Movius 12 at yahoo.com. I have been gifted in prophecy for over three years now and love to use my gift to glorify God and equip the body of Christ. Let's open in prayer, beloved. Lord, I thank you that we have complete access to you now through your son. Right now, Father, we just lift up the name of Jesus in the midst of the things we're waiting on from you, in the midst of the strongholds that sometimes hold us back into knowing more wisdom about you, Father. We lift up the name of Jesus. We praise His name high and lift it up. Lord, I pray the words that I speak would be true according to, uh, according just by Your Spirit, Holy Spirit. Help me to not say anything hateful or, um, just putting people down. Lord, help me to say things with the right motive. God, I do. I do not want to do this for the approval of man. I just want to know that I have your approval. Help me just to abide in you. Help us, help, help, help the listener listening right now. Abide in Christ and not be ashamed of his words, but standing on the strong rock, which is you, Jesus. Father, I pray for beautiful, invigorated work to be done in people's hearts in this episode. I pray for healing in childhood wounds, Lord. I pray for anyone that is experiencing a mother or a father that is exasperating them to the point of anger. Father, I pray for healing. I pray they would bless The parent that might be cursing them or putting them down. Father, I just pray for Christians that are being emotionally or physically persecuted. I pray for strength. I pray for endurance. I pray that they would find delight in the midst of that. They would find the joy of actually suffering for Christ. Give us that realization, Lord. Touch our hearts in that. Father, realign our hearts to what we need to know. Um, God, I just thank you so much for just how good you are, how kind you are, how patient you are. And um, Lord, I just confess, the, the person that's listening right now, I confess their sins to you, Father. I restore them gently in their sins in Jesus' name and I pray that this episode will just help them walk in another alleyway of holiness in Jesus name. Amen. Um okay, so beloved, some of you some of you guys know that um I do tend to do later um episodes, but um I got something I'm doing later tonight, so I'm uploading a little bit earlier. So, yippee. All right. Proverbs Thirty-one, beloved, and I I do have a water here with me, so I can stay hydrated. (laughs) So, just bear with me. Okay, today we will be reading out of the ESV, the wonderful ESV version. Very accurate, um, very easy to understand. If you want to study Bible, study the Amplified. If you want to go sweet and simple, go NLT or uh, E or uh, NIV. Those are good translations, but according to scholars, ESV and NASB are the most accurate translations. And of course, read along with me if you would like. The title of Proverbs 31, starting in verse 1, is The Words of King Lamel. Now the words of King Lamel, an oracle that his mother taught him. Now this king, King Lamel, is only mentioned once in Proverbs. Last week, beloved, we came across King Agur. And again, last week, beloved, scholars debated and some think that Agar was another name used for King Solomon. Jewish scholars in the past have said that this king, King Lamel, could be Solomon as well. Verse 2, what are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women. Your ways to those who destroy kings. If you'd like to know the song that's playing right now, it's called In the Spirit by Waldner Worship. So the Hebrew, when it says give your strength to women, it, 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 it means neither foreign wives in marriages or alliance, not concubines. So that's what that means. When it, when, when it, when, when the verse says, um, "Do not give your strength to women." It means don't give yourself to foreign wives in marriages or alliances, not concubines. The verse continues, beloved, and says, "If you do follow in those ways, it will destroy you." Now, the Hebrew word for the word "destroy" is the word. Um, naha, Naha. It is used as a verb and it means to wipe out, blot out, uh, obliterate, or to exterminate. Now, this verse is really interesting. According to First Kings 11 1 through 13, I'm reading out of the NIV. If you want to go to that scripture, you can just pause, that, pause this episode and um, go to that, but I'm going to read. First uh, Kings 11, uh, 1 through 13. The title for this is Solomon's Wives. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's uh, daughters. Bo- sorry, I'm going to restart that. I'm not reading correctly today. I'm sorry. I'm going to restart. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides besides Pharaoh's daughter Moabites. Moabites, Ammonites, uh, Edomites, uh, Sidonians, and Hittites. Uh, They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. So, essentially, if you really think about it, I think I think I'm saying this right here. Paul says Romans twelve two, do not be conformed by the ways of this world. God saying to His people in the old covenant, don't go to them because they're going to turn your hearts after their guides. They are going to turn you away from Me, and I love you way too much for that. So to continue. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had seven hundred wives of royal birth, and three hundred concubines, and his wives led him astray." Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 700 wives?! Are you kidding me?! That is... Oh my gosh! What do you do?! Like, this is off-script, this is, oh my gosh. Okay. Verse 4, as Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after their gods. Just like God said, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God. And the heart of David, his father, had been. It turns it around. David, his heart, it was. He followed uh, Ashtoreth, the goddess of this... uh, Sidonians. The Moloch, the, dis, uh, the the detestable god of the Ammonites. So it's saying, it's talking about different gods that the other people worship. That's what that verse 5 is, what, that, what verse 5 is talking about. Verse 6, so Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he did not follow the Lord completely, as David, his father, had done. On the hill of East of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the disdainable god of Moab, and for Molech, the disdainable god of the Ammonites. He did the same for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and offered sacrifices to their gods. So it's elaborating more, it's going deeper into. The kind of things that Solomon did um, with these other false gods. It's just going deeper. It's elaborating more. Verse 9, the Lord became angry with Solomon because of his heart and had turned away from the Lord, the Lord of Israel, who had appeared to him twice verse 10, although he had forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, since this is your attitude and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees, which I commanded you, I will most clearly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David, your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. Wow. Wow. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him. So I think he's talking about the, the, he's talking about the generation. When he says lifetime, he might be saying generation. That might be the Hebrew there. I'm not sure. So verse 13, yet I will not tear away the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David, my servant, and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So he's saying, this is what I'm going to give to your, one of your subordinates. So how silly is this? So if the scholars are right, that King Lamel is actually Solomon. I don't, so I actually think this note is not correct. I wanna make sure what I'm saying here is true. So if we go back to verse, when it says, what are you doing my son? What are you doing son of my womb? What are you doing son of my vows? This could be like um, lady wisdom that we heard about. Earlier on in Proverbs, I think it was 3, 4, 5, and 6. Earlier on, some of the singular chapters, what I mean by that is before chapter 10, there's this lady named Lady Wisdom. And I have heard from a few different people that that actually represents Jesus. I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't studied deeply on that. But it's saying, don't do this. And Solomon goes on and um, he does exactly that. He has several instructions from people. And beloved, this is, this is where um, last week we went on Proverbs 29.1, where it says, if you harden your neck throughout discipline and correction and criticism, you will be broken beyond healing. And you can see that is the Pharisees that Jesus had to deal with. They were so stiff-necked. And Jesus said to them, you can read in the Gospels, he goes, you guys are hopeless. There's no hope for you you didn't want to receive correction you you come up with these laws that are that are you you add on to god's laws and those add-ons come from your own hearts then again we do the same thing so what do we do at this point what i mean by that is a lot of the times we really are hypocrites what do we do we stop judging other people left and right thinking that we're all self-righteous, and we look at the logs, other versions, or other, or in the Greek, it actually, in the Greek, it means like a telephone pole in your own eye. We look at that in our own eyes, okay, Lord, let's start to deal with me first. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it's putting themselves in a place of humility. And Proverbs says, where there is honor, where there is humility, there will be honor. Where there is pride, there will be fall. Verse 4, it is not for kings, Olamel, it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Now those two verses, 4 and 5, what we just read, I have a hard time interpreting how it connects with verse 3. So. Verse 6, give uh, give a strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine, uh, wine. not wine as in a drink, to those in bitter distress. Now, this is really interesting. Bitter distress translates into bitter in your soul. And where it says wine, it could be um, for contextual reasons for this day and age. It could be meaning wine in the... Um, in the definition of spiritual insights, correction, reproof, stuff like that. Verse seven, let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. So it goes on further. It says, give them a strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those who are in distress, and then let them drink. And as they drink, they're going to forget about their poverty because they're going to receive new insights. That's going to break off chains in their lives. They're going to read new scriptures. They're going to read certain words of Christ that are going to tear down strongholds that have been built up by man's religion or Satan. Verse eight. This is um. This is a pretty. I, I got a big note on this verse, but open your mouth for the mute. For the rights of all who are destitutes. Now this verse translates into the sons who are passing away. Now the translations for rights in this verse where it says for the rights of all those who are just destitute, it means judgments. And destitute means destruction, passing away, vanishing, and or appointed to destruction. Now beloved, I sat down for about 15, 20 minutes trying to dissect this verse in order to understand it, beloved. We must again read the whole verse in its context. So, the beginning of the verse says to open your mouth for the mute. Now, it is really interesting because the word open, one of the ways it is translated is to free or to loosen in order for people to be set free or have false things be loosened is for truth to be spoken to 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 want the approval of god rather than the approval of man to open our mouths in a spirit in spirit and in truth so once we do that we allow judgment to be made on behalf of those being led to death now being led to death that that that's going back on Um, people who are passing away, being led to destruction, vanishing, or appointed to much appointed to destruction. Again, this is a verse we can apply for God being pro-life. Verse nine, open your mouth, judge righteously. What did we just talk about? Do not judge hypocritically. Look at the log in your own eye. (laughs) Defend the rights of of the poor and the needy. Now, like verse 8, beloved, uses the word destitute that translates into what verse 9 says, the poor and the needy. It ties right in. It takes it deeper. It's it's simple though. Now, some of us know uh verses 10 through 21. These 22 verses are all about the woman who fears the Lord, which um which is the title for the ESV version. And, oh my gosh, I'm going to go a little bit off script at at some point as I'm reading these verses because God has been just highlighting this verse to me like never before. I've been praying about it and really meditating and pondering on it. And let me just make it, I don't mean meditating like New Age stuff. Like actually, like Psalm 1 says, um... my bibble right here. I got my bibble. right here Okay. Someone um So, okay, yeah, right here. Okay. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down sit down and rest in the seat of scoffers, which is ridiculous. But he delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates, meditates on it day and night. That's what I mean by meditating on it. Just sitting there, soaking in it, and just just. I mean, just talking to God and knowing that he's right there saying, I want to pour out so much to you through my Holy Spirit. And so that, that's what I mean by that, so, okay. Now beloved verses 10 through 21 are a acrostic poem, each verse beginning with the successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. It's really interesting. So verse 10, an excellent wife, who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels. Now, here's some Hebrew for you. The Hebrew word for the word excellent is the word chayil, chayil, and the definition is strong, efficiency, ability, or wealth. Now, uh, worth translates into value as well, and it is used as a noun. Beautiful, Just gosh. Verse 11, the heart of her husband, he trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. Look at that. Look at that promise. Now, trust can translate into feeling secure as well. That is beautiful. And that is that word is used in the Hebrew. It's used as a verb. Verse 12, she does good to him and not harm all the days of her life. Beloved, do you know the Hebrew word for all? Do you know the Hebrew definition? It's all. (laughs) It's all. All of it. Every single bit of it. (laughs) She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her, household, for, for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Now, there is a footnote in that. I do think I did check the footnote. It didn't really make sense to me. So, beloved, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disregard that because I don't really understand it. Verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Hmm. I don't know. Just that part right there. Her lamp does not go out at night. That might connect with the verse of the day. Luke 8, 16. She doesn't hide it under the bed. She puts it up above to where people can see it. I could be taking that verse out of context. Not the Luke verse, but this verse in Proverbs. But verse 19, she puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Beloved, what did we just read? Hang on. What, is, what does verse 9 say? Let's go back to verse 9. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Look at that. Oh my gosh. It's saying, this is another, it's, it's, this, this isn't in my notes, but it's going deeper into why this woman is worthy of your worship, meaning your husband, just loving her and when she comes home from work and she's tired and her feet are sore you set her down on the couch and you get a um a bowl of lukewarm or warm water and you wash her feet you massage her sore heels and you just love her you humble yourself you you represent the love of Christ and um you just love her, you, you put some lotion on her feet and you don't expect anything back after. Jesus said to give without expecting back. Our flesh does not like to hear that. I, I totally get that, but again, beloved, we're called to deny ourselves and, and pick up our crosses. Verse 21, she is not afraid of snow for her household for all of her household are clothed in scarlet. Now, clothed in scarlet actually translates into double thickness. Just think about that for a second. And if you think about that verse like contextually, but when 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 was Proverbs 31 written? Like so long ago, right? Before Christ came, of course. Christ came almost 2000 years ago. So um, I'm trying to think about what I'm trying to say. What, what am I trying to say? Um, I'm going off script here. So um, it, it's, it's when it says she's not afraid of snow for a house you would think today. Well, of course not, because we have boots and we have North Phase jackets that cost 150 bucks that are going to keep me warm. And I've got nice pants that are comfortable, but they'll keep me warm. It's again, beloved. It's the in, the insight that people teach us of verses are contextual. So when we look at this, they go, you 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 think that I hope you I hope you kind of get what I'm trying to connect here. The reason why. It's just signifying more about how much insight this woman has, and the more insight you have, the more wisdom you have that only comes from the mouth of God, the more you're not going to be afraid, Um, I don't know if that might, anyway, okay, I'm going off script, so anyway, okay. Verse 22, she makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Beloved, her clothing are made out of strength and dignity. And she laughs at the time to come verse 26 this is a really really beautiful verse she opens her mouth with wisdom jesus said what the heart is full of the mouth speaks she's got wisdom she doesn't have foolishness or arrogance or pride or uh uh, ignorance or jealousy or anger or hate no, it's wisdom. And the teaching, the verse continues, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. The teaching of kindness, which is like a like, like a subject of how to teach on kindness. It's right there. She has all the insight. Now, there are so many verses that talk about being careful of what comes out of our mouths, beloved. It's very true. James talks about it. Um, here, uh, here in Proverbs and other places in Scripture, Jesus says, this is, I'm going back to my notes, what the heart is full of, the mouth speaks. This verse is saying this, this worthy woman who fears the Lord with reverence, respect, and awe, she opens her mouth through the yielding of her position to the Holy Spirit. There is nothing more beautiful, beloved, to see in a woman she looks well to the days of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now that right there, right here, she I'm going off script here. She looks well to the ways of the household. She's selfless. She's doing Ephesians two, consider, I think it's Ephesians two, consider others more important than yourselves. The world says, no, you gotta take care of yourself first. And it's just, the world is going to teach you to be selfish, but Paul says to not be conformed by the ways of this world. Don't do it. Don't be conformed. What does it mean to not be conformed? I think it's going back to Psalm 1. Um, I got it here. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold your horses. It means to not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Now, what does it mean to not walk in the counsel? It means following their advice and example. Because Jesus walked around with sinners and he hung out with them, but he did not follow their advice and their example. He followed the advice and the example and the integrity of his father. It says to not stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down and rest in the seat of scoffers, ridiculers. Do not do. do Paul says, do not be unequally yoked. He says, what does darkness have to do with light? It doesn't. To continue, I'm gonna I'm gonna read verse 27, the whole verse, because there's two parts. So going back. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Now, idleness is the Hebrew word atzla, atzla, and it means sluggish or laziness. This word is used as a noun. Verse 21, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done exceedingly, but you, you, my wife, my beloved wife that I love, that I waited for for so long, you surpass them all because you have the integrity of Christ in you. This is, this is, this is actually this is the verse that um, has been running through my mind as I go to the gym, as I go out and about and run errands, whatever. Verse 30, charm is deceitful and beauty it is in vain but a woman who fears the Lord, which is something on the inside. Peter says to to women cultivate inner beauty is to be praised. So beloved, follow along with me here. Verse 28 and verse 30, they have the same, uh, they have the word praises and praise. It's the same Hebrew word, halal, halal. I think I'm saying that right. And it means to shine with God's favor or to boast about someone. Now, verse 30, charm is used as a masculine noun. It is the Hebrew word Cain and it means favor, grace, and acceptance. Now, why may charm be deceitful? Because anyone can have charm, beloved, anyone. Can be graceful, and the verse continues and says, Beauty, it is in vain, it means nothing. This is why the verse continues and says, The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It is about what is on the inside. So let me just speak to the any woman that is speaking that is listening to my to my podcast. I encourage you, with Peter's words in loving kindness, do not let your outward appearance be your main focus, but cultivate inner beauty. Men, start praying that God changes your hearts to desire a Proverbs thirty one woman. This kind of prayer is so honorable to Jesus. Now, Proverbs 11, 22 in the Amplified as a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who is without discretion. Her lack of character mocks her beauty. Now swine can be translated into a wild pig. Last verse, verse 31, give her the fruits of her hands. Talking about the woman who fears the Lord and let her works praise her in the gates. Well, I'm here at 36 minutes and I've got time. So I'm gonna elaborate more on what God's been doing in my heart with you guys. Um, I just wanna share with you guys, um, just adjusting my mic a little bit, sorry. What God's been doing in me with the whole Proverbs. Oh, there is a bug. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, there's a bug on my desk. Hang on one second. We're good. Sorry. I hope you understand that I had to take care of that. (laughs) That's my people pleasing kicking in. So just forgive me. Okay. Okay. So. Proverbs 31, obviously, like I said before, when we started this verses 10 through 31, it's all about Again, the woman who fears the Lord. I've been like feeling so the Lord's been I've been like feeling in my heart this is the woman that I desire. When I when I went lately when I see a woman Well Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm I'm trying to be very careful in what I say. Um Okay. So here's here's what's been happening. Let me go back to verse charm is deceitful and beauty is is vain but a woman who fears the lord is to be praised when i go out and about i've been going to the gym more recently and i've definitely been praying that that that's okay with the lord for me to go more often than usual and um there's there's pretty woman there it's a given But the Lord I've been and I don't mean this to like I'm not saying this negatively or like putting women down That's not my heart. No But I see a woman she's very beautiful But this is the verse that comes to my mind beauty is in vain And this is where right after I think that not every time but most of the time That's when I can feel like in me. I've been feeling this like Like I have this desire to actually want this woman who fears god who reveres his name a woman whose faith is invigorated beautifully season after season and um it's just been so beautiful and um it's just so important that to be uh, to be equally yoked because sometimes us as men we can want a woman who is worldly and like okay just yeah like going back to first samuel 11 is it or first kings 11 where god says don't go to these people they're gonna they're gonna drive you away from me don't do it it's god saying don't go to a woman that is of this world ask me to change your heart to desire a proverbs 31 woman now is I'm not gonna deal I'm I'm not going to for those of you that are Star Wars fans, I'm not going to deal in an absolute here and say that God has a Proverbs thirty one woman for every single guy. That's not no. God's will is so complex for each person and different. There's a verse in Proverbs that says the the way that that that, that a man walks, who can understand it but the Lord? It's Let me just look it up real quick, actually. Proverbs sixteen nope that's not it uh, proverbs twenty one thirty no, that's not it. I can't find the verse I'm sorry, but there's a verse that talks about how you see someone's steps with the Lord, and it says that sometimes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm actually just going to quote it the way it actually says it. It says, the ways of the man steps with the Lord, who can understand it? Sometimes we look at people's lives and we think, you know, why aren't you spreading your wings more? Why aren't you just kind of like sitting at this job that isn't, doesn't seem very promoting? You know, when I get in a conversation with that with people, I'm like, you know what, I'm, 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 this is where my codependency gets triggered because I want that person's approval. Sorry if you can hear, I'm sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background, but, but I just, I just, I don't need your approval. I know what I'm doing is in the Lord's will and I'm just being faithful with what he's given me. And um, I don't, I don't need to convince you either in that. And if, you know, if you, if you feel like you know I do then you might kind of be dealing with a little bit of a pride issue there so um and of course you let them know that that I'm not saying that to harm you or put you down or just ridicule you but my motive behind that is to iron sharpened iron let me encourage you because as I go on I'm not going to have a log in my own eye and when someone gives me and say oh no I'm not gonna nope sorry Mm, I'm good no That is so like spiritually dark and twisted. That's so bad. So lately I've been like pondering, like, Lord, give me a Proverbs 31 woman. I want a woman who will help me experience the love of Christ more and do Bible studies together and just do things that are, that are just gonna grow my relationship with the Lord. I want a iron sharpening iron relationship with my wife, but I also want to be a friend. I want to joke around with her. I want to um, love her. I want to show, you know, so that's, that's what I've been going through. And uh, it's really, really beautiful. Um, I'll finish with this and then we'll close in prayer. It's just, for those of you that are desiring a future spouse and wanting to meet someone, I've been waiting for about five years now I've dated a little bit, um, but they just, those, those women weren't, they were not the one. Um, that's not me putting them down, but just making a statement. That's all. Um, I'm trying to think here. Waiting has been super hard for that because I desire that deeply. Um, the Lord has showed me my motives behind that and to why I've desired it so much. And that stays between him and I, but, um, it makes a lot of sense. few days ago three four days ago i just kind of thought about you know my wife where's my my future spouse and i just got to the point where i just felt really hopeless and just like is she really out there i've waited for so long i've learned so much i've grown so much and again that's me that's my mind my heart getting into a little bit of pride you know why not i've learned so much I, i deserve this and that's that's not i'm sorry that's not it's not good. A few days after, um, I go to this prayer meeting. that I, I, I've i been going to these prayer meetings I try to go to in the morning, at least three days a week. And I'm praying, and we all get done with prayer. Prayer tends to go on for about an hour, and there's people that worship. And the first thing the Lord speaks to me when I go into the prayer meeting, the Lord speaks to me and says, someone has a word for you. And I just said, okay. And I said, you know, God, if you want to – what yeah, you're in control of that, but thank you, Father. Um, two people had a word for me, and it was the same word. And they just said, we heard the Lord saying, don't give up on a wife. She's out there. And I got a little bit teary-eyed, and I just said, you've got to be kidding me. Um, and so, lately, beloved, um, I have... I feel this hope that I've been feeling through the Holy Spirit and that's this isn't mean like oh look at me yeah God's doing so much no but like to just my motive behind this is to encourage you to go deeper in the Lord there's so much to learn he there there, there is no explanation of God there, there's no end um, I was just I've been feeling this hope that there really is one out there. Like I actually do believe she's out there. And that is only possible for me to feel that through the Holy Spirit, not through the mere words that come out of man. Peter says that, um, prophecy is not, does not come from man, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. I'm paraphrasing there, but that's what Peter says. Um, I think that's, I don't know where that's in second. It's a verse that I saw once. I haven't seen it again. Um, I found the verse when I used to be on social media. Um, I had a picture with a guy and I looked up some verses about prophecy and I found that verse and then I pasted it on the Instagram post and that's the one time I saw it. I can't remember it. But um, let me just try and see if I can look it up real quick. I think Peter says, I think he uses the word inspired. Okay, here it is. Yep, Second Peter one twenty one out of the NIV. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets through humans spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It's beautiful. So um, I've been feeling a lot of hope and I just, um, I guess we can just close in prayer and I can pray for those that are feeling hopeless and just desiring their future spouse. <sighs> Father, I thank you for this message and just how much you reveal to us through your word lord i pray that you would just bless people with it as they leave that they would go deeper in you they would um continue to ponder on jesus coming back for his bride father i pray for those that are feeling hopeless or um yeah just hopeless about um, meeting a future spouse Holy Spirit, I ask that they would put their trust in you. They would be faithful in the things that you want them to work on right now, Father, whether that's father wounds or bullying that they went through or mother wounds or any type of childhood wound, any, any type of thing that you want them to deal with, any PTSD, Father, I just I ask for deliverance right now in Jesus' name over anyone that may need deliverance of any kind. Father, do that in this episode right now, by your spirit, only by your spirit. I just pray for hope in people's hearts, Lord, and that it would it, that you would do it for the glory of your name. Give them hope, give them peace through your Holy Spirit, which you have given us, which we are so eternally grateful for, that you kept your promises. You told Ezekiel, I will put my spirit in you. Father, you have bestowed your love upon us. Show us what that looks like tonight. And Lord, I just pray people would go out and that, Lord, I would not be people's God. I would not be people's idol. That I would just be a stepping stone to go deeper into you. This is all about you, God. It's all about you. I thank you for the platform you've given me, the gift you've given me, I give you all the glory, the praise, the honor. And Lord, I pray anything false that I said in this episode, you would just refine it from people's hearts, remove it. And the Holy Spirit, your word says, you will lead us in all truth. So do that with us. Thank you, Jesus. All right, beloved, um, next week we will be diving into the book of James. We just got done doing all of Proverbs. Oh my gosh, Proverbs 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. All the way to Proverbs 31. I... Wow. I just can't believe that. Like, that just feels so good. It's But I'm not, like, stepping into pride. It's I feel so humbled. So, Father, thank you for just... Giving me this feeling right now through your Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, the fact that like He knew I was going to feel this when I first started is—I don't know if mesmerizing is the right word—but it's it's so beautiful. So, um, next week, Lord willing, we will be diving into James one. And beloved, I really, really challenge you. Get your Bibles. Um, let me just let you know real quick. Let me find James one real quick because I could just search it up. what the heck oh i literally searched it up and it wasn't popping up and i go there is no way because i put some real elbow grease into this this one okay uh i think in i'm not sure what version i'm reading out of here I'm trying to figure it out right now Okay, I can't. I'm trying to remember, but you can. All, I, I, I would challenge. I would really, ch- really challenge you next week, next Tuesday, Lord willing, if we get into James one, um, that um, you would really read along with me because we're going to be jumping around back and forth. We're going to look. We're going to look at a ton of Greek because when you look into the Greek at some of these words, it literally it opens up James one, like. Like you're looking into the Grand Canyons. It's unbelievable. So, thank you so much for listening to our final study on the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, here on Movius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God loves you.